Hey guys, it's Casual Friday, and that means it's Nancy Mass Friday, and we're going to be talking about anchors in life and their meaning. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Happy Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said great. It's been a good day today. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based on the Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can help you. It may take us a while to get to you. California is a big state, but uh, we will get to you. And in the case that we can't get to you right away, we do have psychic call staff who can phone you and talk to you about what, what may or may not be going on. And if it is paranormal, in most cases, they, they can calm the energy down before we get out there. You know, and the reality of it all is, is we may not get out there. You know, it takes one or two days. It's, it's never more than one or two days to get out to help you out. Anyway, tonight's going to be fun. Uh, we're into the holidays here. It's the last week. It's the last couple nights I'm going to have this this bad boy up. Uh, kind of sad. I love the holidays, but it's got to do what you got to do. And uh, Nancy Mass is with us, and we're going to be talking about another great subject tonight. You know, the uh, end, about life anchors and things like that. So that, that'll be kind of cool. A couple quick announcements is that uh, I will be getting back to normal here health-wise. And uh, we're going to start doing a lot more on here and uh, doing some of those uh, after-hours live sessions that, that people like and, uh, you know, the other studios. So I'm looking forward to all that. But uh, otherwise, I mean, we're just rolling right along. We're coming into our fourth – our well, we're in the middle of our fourth season right now. This is our hundred and – this is our 107th episode of this season. So we've done 107 episodes in September. Pretty wild, pretty wild. But I want to thank everybody for joining us. Now, if you're watching from Facebook, and a lot of you are, and you haven't done so already, and you like what you see, please be sure to hit that follow button. If you're watching from YouTube, and a lot of you are, and you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button. We're always looking for subscribers. Also, for those of you watching at Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, be sure to uh, give me a thumbs up, give me a heart, Give me a smiley face if you like what you see. And a comment. Comment in the chat room. Because what that does is it puts us higher in the computer system at all those places. And, and, and they bump us out to more people. Because it's all about being seen and heard, right? So, uh, yeah. So, please, please do that. Now, if you want to find us. I'm still loopy. I got cold medicine now. Uh, from the doctor. <laughs> so, if you need to find us. Uh, California Haunts. On Facebook, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team on Facebook, California Haunts. <laughs> I'm tired. It's just a vacation. California Haunts uh, event. What is it? Ghostly events. That's right. I'm reading it off over here. California Haunts ghostly events. <laughs> and uh, Cal like I said, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation. Out with Sacramento Sears, S E E R S, as in Greek Sears. You want to find us at TikTok? We are California Haunts. Twitter, we are Cal Haunts. Twitch, we are California Haunts. And I'm actually on Instagram as well under 
ghosty gal, and that's all lowercase. You can also find our YouTube site, youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. All right. Well, my <laughs> my medicine-filled head is going to give to Nancy. I'm going to hand off to Nancy, and I'll be talking, you know, like I always do, interrupting, being annoying. But uh, I'm going to let Nancy pretty much carry the show tonight because I'm just getting used to this medicine, and it does make me kind of loopy. Okay, here we go. Oh, do I dare say more? Loopy, did you say? <laughs> Hi, Char. And I was getting used to the backdrop. You know, I kind of like it. If I don't I do, close, I, don't I, can, I, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it go. You know, I, why I, not? Even, I even consider, you know, may, may, making a scrim out of it, put, you know, to give it lights. Oh, just to take up some fairy lights or something. Yeah, and then put something behind it. <clears throat> Might, so might be, well, you know, it's fun to play. That is very interesting with that tree there. If you look real close, I don't know that most people would notice it as a Christmas theme and the behind you. But I do mm -hmm. like it. And I'm sorry about your head cold. Uh, mine came and went, but today mine surfaced again. Just today, I went, oh, oh. And See, a that's friend of mine said, this, said the I same thing. She's, yeah, I think I'm getting over it. And then, bam, I get slapped yeah, again. I had like three days. And so, you know, and then I felt real good. And today I did this, you call our shopping. And then I went talking to you. What? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> let's get to this show before we lose our voices, right? Well, you know what I did with Dr. Luna when it comes down to it? Okay, we're going to do this like ghost hunting if it comes down to it. Cough twice for yes and once for no. <laughs> Too far for what kind of question, though? Oh, if you ask yes a question. If you ask a question. Yeah. Um, so t tonight's topic, and Shari, uh, are you doing a class tonight afterward? I am, yes. I have one class so we need, <laughs> I need to start talking. I have, This uh, idea for the topic tonight was from a session, and it was uh, December 26th at, um, on the t this year, 23. <laughs> I don't know what year I'm in. Uh, December 26th, 23, and this young man and I were talking, and it occurred to me that what he was talking about would be a good show. And so I mentioned it to him. And if he's watching uh, or listening, because I know RSS feed is out there. So when I gave it a lot of thought, I typed up a few things. And then I said, okay, they may ask, how does an anchor create it? Is it created? Yes. And how do we recognize it? And is there a, you know, there are so many questions. And I went, oh, my gosh, this could be really complicated tonight. Uh, the bottom line is, is when I get into someone's time, <clears throat> I travel time. And that's why people want me. I either can go backwards and explain things. I can go forward. And I love it. Um, I'm very visual. I see pictures. But the first thing I sense when I enter time, and enter time is at the base of your neck, right here at the little dip. And I feel like I fall a couple inches. Now, Nancy, how do you know this? Well, I've been doing this so long. When I was part of the Spirit of Grace Church, I started with them May 4th, 1990. And the very first night, I was a witness to the pastor, Ken Keck, and he's since passed away, and his wife, Ollie Keck, Reverend Ollie Keck. <coughs> Uh-oh. <coughs> and he was doing readings. I know, right? Let's not, let's not talk about this. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, he had picked up an object and was giving a reading on that object to somebody. And that was the first day in my rest of my life. I jumped up, what, 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 what? And he right. says, you, you got the same information. You were getting information too. And I says, yeah, well, you stop. And I, and I had never done this before. And I sat down. I read the eight 
other people that were there. I haven't stopped talking. And people know me my real life. I'm very quiet. I'm not shy. I can't say that. But I'm not a talker. And uh, unlike Char's a talker. <laughs> not, right now, though, not right now, though, when people are loving it, I think. <laughs> you know, we love you. But anyway, so I, 33 years I've been doing this, and I think of it every day. And uh, all the experience I've had, I've given it a lot of thought and why we can do this and why should we do it, period. And is it accessible? And I started realizing every city in America must have 10 of me or good intentional people, whether you use tarot card to get an idea to ask someone's spirit, numerology, astrology, however you feel comfortable. And I told the young man this, and he said he was in tarot cards. And I says, I, I can't feel what that is, astrology. He was in astrology. I says, I can't feel the planets. I do it my way, and that's why people talk to me. But there is um, a trust level. If you trust the cards and you pick up a card that says this or that, that's what you get your catalyst from. So kind of keep that in mind as we keep going, because when I enter time, and this is why those things don't work as far as what I do. When I enter time, I can go forward or backward, and I, on the thread that you want me to ask about, say you're asking about career, wife, children, I can enter that particular thread, and then I can get a, a read off of the bubble of energy Wow, 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 event or woo, woo, woo event almost is the same energy on time because you expel a lot of your life force in time, even if it's never been used. I bump into that. I have to dig into it, like, oh, 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 get into that and see what's going on. And whether I give you caution or I tell you something important or decision, and that decision process, if it's one of those incidences where you have to make a, a a big decision of the rest of your life. I can only go so far because that choice has to be yours. Now, if you visualize a corridor, uh, you're shopping. Uh, you're, I used to work at Ma Bell 24 years. I worked at a big building on 2700 Watt Avenue in Sacramento. And people who know the area go, oh, I know that building. Well, guess what? I started when it was brand new. Uh, you worked with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Did she oh, work at twice? Was yeah, she? she was there at that time, and she was uh, in accounting. She, she, she was one of the bean counters. Yeah, <laughs> I started out in accounting. Then I worked my way up different floors, marketing business. I still, have, anyway. a hey, I still have a catometer up, up in my attic. Those old <laughs> catometer adding machines. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, old. my. Yes. <laughs> That'd be okay, fun to talk I about all the things I use the Adoso machine. But we're getting off track. Yeah. i got to get back. <laughs> get back on track. <laughs> anyway. Uh. So I want to get back on track, Nancy. <laughs> so even if, so I want you, and so where I worked, 2700 Wide Avenue, it was kind of stark inside. It was one of those modern, with no, um, it was just long, empty hallway and doors inside. But it was very modern. Everybody it's thought, still, wow, wow. It's still a weird looking building even now. It's it's what kind of building? Boring? It's, it's, it's a weird looking building outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was very modern for 66, yeah. I think it was yes. built. So I started in six, uh, summer 67. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going down a corridor and you see the end of the building up, coming up and it takes a right-hand turn. I can't pass. 
I can't go to the end in time. Take that right-hand turn if there's a decision to be made at that corner. Sometimes that decision is very difficult. It could be very personal. Or it could be a synchronicity or a coincidence that has yet to be determined that gets you to decide the next choice for your life. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> so we're going to keep on going. All right. Um, first, uh, anchors are those coincidences and synchronicities that occur and have to occur for action to happen. Remember I just said, for the reasons you picked this life, and I do believe reincarnation. I am, I, I've had too many clients. My child won't call me mom. My child thinks I don't cook tacos as good as the last mom. I've had stories that would make your hair curl, right? And after a while, I didn't even believe in this initially. And in fact, when I first started, I started seeing dead people, uh, spirit people show up. I'm like, am I supposed to see these people and talk about? Yes, Nancy, no one else can. I go, oh. <laughs> and once I approved that, I says, oh, this is fun. I want to do more of it. Then I saw more and more. That didn't stop me from seeing spirit people earlier, but not in a forum of a group or even a private reading where they would just show up. And so you get used to doing things in your life, like this, seeing spirit people. And then I got stories of, and I told you this a few months back, and I'll promise I'll get new stories as soon as I can get to all the old types, <coughs> excuse me, of a woman who invited me to her home, and there was a whole bunch of people there. Most of them were related to this lady. And I just casually glanced around, and I saw this beautiful young girl, 10 years years old and she had dark hair just lovely you know grandmas just love little kids you know oh i want to hug anyway she was sitting there and instead of a sweet young voice coming out of her i heard this man and he said i'm her granddaughter i am the woman's granddaughter and i heard this man's voice wow. and all of a sudden i saw this tall skinny guy at the end of his life and he says this is who i am of course, I had a heart attack. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I'm not even ready. I'm not wanting to sit down. Don't bother me yet. But the rest of the people were in the kitchen, the woman I was talking who invited me. <clears throat> so what happened was, and this is all relative to what I'm going to say, and I have to talk quick because I got so many. I walked up to the lady. I kind of pulled her aside, and I said, something just happened. I have to tell you something. She, I said, um, your granddaughter is actually your father. <gasps> she threw up her arm. She says, oh, we were hoping you would say that because this little girl has been telling us that. And, of course, the kitchen erupted like five or six women talking. And please, anybody sees us from that group, call in. Let me know. It would be fun to see what happened so long ago. The little girl's probably married and has children now, but I would love it. I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, it was all like, oh, we were so – I'm so glad you talked – we were wanting to know if this was true. And the next time that really took my attention, I went to a Christmas party. And I was invited, went over there, and the woman's sister was standing with a four- or five-month-old. And I was just, it was a, a darker environment because the Christmas tree was lit. I stood next to the sister, and I go, oh, hello, you know, it's so nice to meet you. I hadn't met her before. She had this new baby. It was wonderful, large baby, but four or five months old. And the baby started screaming and everybody was looking around like did Nancy hurt that child <laughs> and 
And what that child was screaming at me was, what am I doing in this body? And a tall Chinese man with a beautiful um, kind of a quilty, um, shiny material of the royalty, really high-end fabric. He was standing there, and he says, why am I here? What am I doing in this body? He was so upset. And this child was just screaming at me. And I thought, well, this is not right. <laughs> and I took my friend in the hallway and I said, I've got to tell you something. And then I told her, she says, well, what do we do? And I go, I don't know. I'm telling because I, I have to say it to somebody. And she went and told her mom and they, they said, we will deal with it later. We understand. And they did. They did. But those things happen so often that when I approach a topic like this, how am I going to explain this? How am I going to go to a place that you'll say, oh, Nancy, just nuts. Well, you can say I'm nuts until you have experiences. And then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, that Nancy talked about this. And people who know me, I'm just a no-nonsense kind of a gal I had at county. And then in, uh, after the birth of my second child, I moved to Auburn where I was an engineer for the rest of my career. <clears throat> Immediately I went into management. It was all lots of training for this. Can you imagine the office supervisor, my boss, I skip level. He says, we're going to put you into uh, layoffs, union grievances, and soft sales. And I go, I don't want to do that. And he says, oh, you're too cute. No one's going to hit you. I thought, is that my prerequisite? <laughs> and he says, we have to do this. And and it gave me great training for what I do today. Who knew, right? So anyway, right. that's going to be another story I'm going to tell you about. What? Right? No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the abilities, anyway, I, I could tell stories just on, maybe that'd be a good show, just stories. We should do a just, good show because about the phone company itself, I have stories about going in there when I was a kid and seeing the, 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 the original computer systems. Um, I and don't what, know if that'd be interesting for the audience on a paranormal for station. The audience because, because what people don't realize is that these, these things were massive. They feel oh, right, they, they right. feel like three or four big rooms over there at AT&T. I mean, yeah, and I did the card. Oh, the I card did thing? The card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I the used cards. to have those little silver things they had to stick on the cards. I need to go on, Char. We'll, no, let's know, talk I another. I need Loopy. to go on. <laughs> Loopy. Uh, okay, so the choice, and then I want you to remember what I just spoke to, because I'm going to bring that and weave it into what I need to tell you. Uh, the choices you have to make each day may or may not have a direct link to the outcome of your life. So what I have, I tried two or three shirts on today, a little jacket here, a little jacket there. Those have nothing to do with the outcome of my life. I could have driven my car or the car my husband drives. doesn't have anything to do. The stores I went to, three or four different has no outcome. But if I were to interact with somebody in one of those stores and influence them or impacted them, then we got to look at their anchor, not necessarily mine. Okay, so I want to say... Um, but these coincidences, coincidences or synchronicities you have may directly contribute to the domino effect leading up to the end result of your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. Some of you may want to, after this show's over, watch it again and have a script on the side or click the CC for caption. Some of this might get make your head twirl around. Yes. <clears throat> Um, so I'm going to reflect, reflect back on my client and bring up what was that about. And then we're going to go into other examples and then my story. We were talking about having, he was talking about them as a we, having children and unfortunately there were complications. 
I spoke to him how about how there are events in our lives that have to happen. And his having two children are anchors in his time that cannot be changed. Timing is everything. And we've heard of women can't have children, went and adopted, and all of a sudden she's pregnant. Hello. <laughs> it does happen. And I told him it will happen. She, this miracle will happen. And I said, I see too, whether you adopt or not, the second one, I can't tell, <clears throat> uh, cannot be changed. Timing is everything and needs to be perfect for those yet to be born, to be chosen. Children to come are anchors and theirs or to be adopted. I see her pregnant. She's a tiny thing. And I saw this baby. So she will have one of the two for sure. If not theirs, and this is for any couple out there, then those souls will go to those yet to be born and come to them to be emotionally raised. Yes, I do believe that we have biological tendencies, talents that need to go to a child. But there are children that need us for emotional bonding. And how many people have said, she's really important to me. I have clients that call me mom. I have a gal in Texas who has no parent. And she says, you're the closest. Oh, well, she has a mother in Canada, but they're not connected. She says, you're the closest thing to a mom to me. And I know that Char looks at me the same way. And we have that bonding kind of a thing going on. Now, she was born to another girl in Texas, to another woman. But my emotional contribution has helped her because now she's going to be a tarot reader. If she hadn't met me all these years and years and years ago. Uh, and so what role did I have? And sometimes it's hard to know. Um, so I talked to him about two opportunities coming up, two jobs where he would establish a new business. And they were always, and I said, they're already in your mind. They're already established. They've yet to be developed. And those are also called anchors that cannot be changed. The reason I said that is because the outcome, I'm not going to give you any hint who he is. It's not fair. will change tech history. And I even told him I saw the moon. And he started yelling, oh, my God, ever since I was five years old, I've been wanting to have something to do with space and the moon, and travel to the moon. I used his deceased father to make a point. I entered his time, the father's time. And I saw him at, on the day of his death. I went back 25, 30 years. Uh, and he completed the thing that he came into his life to do. And it was one big ball of energy. And it was an anchor. Now, I need to go back. He was in the military. He did very good. He was an overachiever. I call myself in the years up to this last couple of years, I moved to many times, and I'm overachiever. Do I have ADHD? Probably. Come on, just admit to it, right? But we do and can accomplish a lot of stuff, right? His father was that very driven. Blah, blah. So both his sons are overachievers. They want to accomplish a lot. This young man was always mid-30s. But he is going to do so much. And if he hadn't seen the father not be driven, but a desire to make an impact on history. And so um, my client, he, he paused. I could hear hmm, that kind of a breath. And told me of an organization he single-handedly created, a nonprofit that is nationwide today that has something to do with veterans. I can't tell you because he didn't tell me. I don't want to know, but I know there's a lot of them out there. But if he hadn't gone into the military, if he hadn't been personality, 
he would not have created this nonprofit nationwide for our veterans. Big deal. He came in to suffer through the military. He had these two boys, and the boys chose his father, the father, to inspire them. And this, both these boys are going to do great things, including this young man, um, Tech for Outer Space, AI, oh my, my, my. And, and I can't tell you anything else because that would breach uh, the confidentially. And, you know, as many times as I talk to you, um, uh, if it's client, I'm very, very careful because I don't want anybody to think I'm going to spill the beans. <clears throat> um, there's a, a newsletter I get, and the, it is spelled Q-U-O-R-A.com. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Kuan, uh, Kuan, whatever. Sure, anybody knows how to pronounce that? And I, yeah. I, I'm about six or seven sites, and I get newsletters from them. Um, and this is very short, shorter. And I'd like to read it to you because the impact is huge. At the beginning of the 20th century, a Scottish farmer was returning home. Walking past a swamp, he suddenly heard a cry for help. The farmer ran and saw a boy trying to get out of the track, S-H-A-C-K. And I suspect it was a, a word for reeds, a lot of um, things that grow in the water that were dead. The farmer quickly cut down the entanglement, carefully approached and extended the branch, a branch to the drowning youth. When the boy got out, he couldn't hold back his tears for a long time. He was trembling. Let's go to my house, said the farmer. You need to calm down and warm up. Oh, no, no, no. The boy shook his head. My father's waiting for me. He must be very worried. The boy thanked his savior. And the mo in the morning, the farmer saw a carriage laden with high end um they put the word grasshoppers. I don't, that's not a grasshopper as much as Orient. A, a wealthy rig would have designs on it. Approach his house. A well-dressed gentleman came out of the carriage and asked, Did you save my son's life yesterday? Yes, I am, the farmer replied. How, how much do I owe you? Well, don't hurt me, mister. You don't owe me anything. I did what a normal pers person should do. No, I just can't leave it at that because my son is very dear to me. Name any amount, any amount. I don't want to talk about this topic anymore. Goodbye. The farmer turned to leave. And then, then, his child, his son jumped out on, and came out onto the porch. Oh, is that your son? Yes, the farmer said proudly, patting the boy on the head. Let's make it happen. I will take your son with me to London and pay for his education. If he is as noble as his father, then neither you nor I will regret this decision. Well, the farmer agreed. It's been a few years. The farmer's son graduated from school, then medical school, and soon his name became universally known as the name of the man who discovered penicillin. His name was Alexander Fleming. Before the war, the son of the same gentleman was admitted to a London critic with a severe form of pneumonia. What do you think saved his life this time? Yes, penicillin discovered by Alexander Fleming. The name of the gentleman who educated Fleming was Randolph Churchill, and his son was named Winston Churchill, who later became Prime Minister of England. But perhaps these two were the events Winston Churchill 
recalled, saying, what you do will come back to you. And I call it um, a domino effect of amazing synchronicities, coincidences also, that allowed this young man to be grow up and be saved by the ma another man who was rescued by his father, father sending him to London. This story is so intertwined that when I looked at it and wondered what the anchors were, guess what the anchor was? It was the farmer. He rescued the boy. That was the first anchor. The second anchor was the farmer again relinquishing his son for a better life. That in turn allowed Winston Churchill to be one of the greatest men in history. I love that story. That's awesome. <laughs> I know it. Um, that was from the internet. There's a couple more from the internet. Now, I wanted to share those with you because they're awesome. <laughs> Char said, few know that the brother of, assass of the assassination of U.S. President Abraham Lincoln was responsible for saving the president's son, Todd, uh, Robert Todd Lincoln, from a near-death experience. Robert's rescuer was Edward Ruth, the brother of John Hooks Ruth. The latter would go on to kill the president in 1865. And what happened, they were in um, a train station area and the boy fell. And so the brother of John Wilkes Booth reached down and pulled the son of Lincoln out of the racetrack, uh, the railroad track area and saved his life. I, I love these stories. Uh, through history, people say that this amazing incident where they say by strange coincidence or synchronicity. I, I will go back to the markers in our life that are undeniably important for the rest of our life or created by synchronicities or co uh, coincidence, synchronicity or coincidences. And sometimes we don't know how that happens or why it happens. And I have a short story, then I want to tell you another one. Um, I was working for a telephone company. And then I didn't work for a telephone company. And in those years, um, I would get my nails done. And so the nail lady was next door to one of those 7-Elevens. And after getting my nails done, I went over to 7-Eleven, and I was parked right in front of the 7-Eleven and the lady's nail place. And I sat there, I get in the car, and I thought, I don't know if I want to pull out right yet. And I looked around, and I thought, I felt this pause, right? And so I thought, well, what the dickens am I doing here? I got to get going. So I pulled my car out, and as you back out, you pull back, right? And as I pulled back, I got this sense I had to sit still. And I sat there, and the guy, really young man, I, I remember him so clearly, he went to the window and he looked at me and he waved he says hi <laughs> and I went hi back and just as I said hi back I heard sirens calling yelling out and I was headed south on Watt Avenue and I had had I bought a house after my divorce so this was probably 89 or 90 and I was way at the other end most people know what avenue Watt Avenue it goes all the way through town and I was at the most northern end by baseline PFE road for those who know and I had driven all the way down there, and I was headed to town for whatever reason I can't remember. And as I sat there and I heard the sirens of police chase, and I thought, oh, what's going on here? And I still couldn't figure out how I couldn't move. And as I was thinking, well, I'm going to go forward, I put the car in gear with a stick, 
And just then they entered, the police chase entered the parking lot where I was. And the guy that was being pursued put his brakes on, locked it, and started twirling around right to the side of me. And I went, oops, <laughs> am I in the wrong place at the wrong time? And as he twirled around, guess where he stopped? Bumper to bumper. He came around, spun around, and was looking right at me. He had blue wow. eyes. And the next thing I know is all these police car, police peoples in cars walk right in front of him, right in front of me, right all around. And I'm looking there with my hands on the steering wheel. I was 40 years old. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, ooh. <laughs> and they go, are you okay? And I says, I'm just sitting here. And the guy at the 7-Eleven is looking out and going, what is going on here? My life was saved that day because guess where I would have been if I'd pull wanted to leave? <laughs> I would have pulled forward. And I would have been crushed by the car that was turning around in the parking lot. <laughs> Nobody can make these stories up. And I've had a few of those. Like, I'm not supposed to have anything happen to me because this, guess what I got into. And this is why I'm going to tell you a quick brief of my story. I was, uh, my folks lived in Hollywood. My father was part of Universal Studios. He was the one. In those years, they didn't have a camera work. I can hear your dog. Uh, yeah, you see dial. So yeah, this is going to happen. Right? What he does. Oh, there, there's a dog in her background, everybody. So it's RSS feed people. That's what's happening. Anyway, yeah, my father was. He's, he's 17 years old and he's a bit senile. So, he don't, mm -hmm. so he's in the senile. So right my now. father worked for Universal Studios and was a portrait artist for all the young all the young actors and actresses coming. And so in those years, you'd enter the studio and you could see the pictures. Well, he was coming home from. Uh, Las Vegas to Hollywood and unfortunately it was a bad accident someone hit him head on and he died and that was the first time I had seen my own father unbeknownst to us as soon as my mother heard this she moved to North Sacramento it was a well sweet little community in north of Sacramento and uh, we lived there and my mother met, moved we moved a few times until her life could calm down and she went on to marry somebody second. And I went to um, San Juan High School. Well, I met uh, my friend asked me to a dance. And that's where I met my future husband. And what story was is that his father also lived in that part of the world that we did. Um, and I, I don't want to say it's Glendale because I can't remember, but it wasn't very far. And uh, we, his sister and I were the same age, born in the same, almost the same area also. So it's really tight. Well, we met maybe, maybe because in those years, the communities now it's bumper bumper houses now, then it wasn't. <clears throat> anyway, um, we went to a dance and two young men, I went with her and uh, my friend and another friend. So one friend said, I got a girlfriend over here and I'm going to visit with her. You and your friend, Linda, you can stay and just dance. And, of course, I was so shy, and so was my little friend, Linda. And two young boys came in. We were only 15 years old, and the boys were 16 and 17. They looked at us, and they said, well, let's flip for the brown-haired girl. And they flipped a coin, and my husband got the win, and he got to dance with me. And his friend danced with my girlfriend. They ended up breaking up, but... My first husband and I didn't break up. And we did it all through high school. And then we had the children we did. And there were so many synchronicities things that happened. Um, how I accidentally broke my nose. Uh, we had Kaiser. 
uh, he hurt his knee because we were athletes. He got Blue Cross and he says, um, I'm going to get my leg fixed. Why don't you get your nose fixed? It was Auburn, California. I went in there and they had to do all kinds of work. It was a mess. But in the same building was a mammogram place. And Kaiser said, we're not going to give girls mammograms until they're 40. I was 39 and a half. I was six months away from being stage four. I was stage three plus B, three B. If I hadn't married my husband, if we hadn't been rousing about one night, I got an elbow in the nose and broke it. If we hadn't become athletes, if he hadn't hurt his knee, if I hadn't, he then said, Nancy, we're going to sign up for Blue Cross just for a while so you can get your nose fixed. Yay. And that's why I got this little dip. I had an Indian nose, a real pretty straight one once. <laughs> I would never have discovered at 39 and a half such an advanced case of breast cancer. The breast cancer got me out of my marriage for the search for the truth and why bad things happen to good people. And I got into this. This is the reason I was born. 33 years I've dedicated my life to 75. And this is what I've done every day to teach you to embrace life, love life, have life all around you and never stop. Yes, I get tired, but I'll never stop. So when you even look at your own life, I want you to think about all the things that's happened and the anchors. My father's death was an anchor. It had to happen. My friend Karen said to me, it's Halloween. Why don't we go to a dance? Oh, no. You know, American Pie, everybody watch that. That was our life. We used to cruise K Street in the cars, and there was a bump at the end. We used to fly over at four or five girls in the car screaming at the boys on the other side of us. I lived that life. You betcha. To go to one particular dance or have two boys watch and notice me and flip a coin and I got my first husband choose me. Think about that. I look at my life and I think, there's got to be a movie in there somewhere, right? <laughs> clarifying, the pos clarifying the probability of coincidences helps us to better understand them. Unlikeness, characteristics, unlikeliness characterizes coincidences. A common kind of coincidence, for example, is one in which you think of a friend and the friend calls you. Your first thought might be, what are the chances? When you begin to appreciate coincidences, synchronicities then comes into your life. You will experience the magic they possess and the realm of infinite possibilities and limitations. I want to add that. There is a state of synchro destiny. This was written by Deepak Chakra, who has written many books, including The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire. However, people tend to agree on what makes a coincidence highly unlike or not. This requires some basic sense of probabilities in the world. We're looking at other people's coincidences. Humans are good probability estimators. When examining the probability of their own coincidences, the story changes. So if you start thinking about your life and the coincidences and the synchronicities stuff that's happening around you all the time, like the same color shows up, the same car parks next to you a dozen times. You know if you go to the store, you're not going to find your mustard. You're going to go because you're stubborn and it's not there. Tell me how many times did that happen to you? Or how many times someone calls? I tell you, Shark goes to call and I'm, I got the phone in my hand. Hello. How the time times that that happened? Very strange factors have been put forward. We are to notice those things. We are to pay attention. When you do, you have more control of your life to have those anchors show up to create a future probabilities of which you chose for this life. 
I absolutely chose this life for what I'm doing. I sacrificed everything. I walked away from a 24-year career of supervising engineering, making as much money as I ever need. The probability that I was going to die of cancer coming back in my mind was very high. I quit because I felt the value of my life would be served better for whatever time I had left to do this. Mm -hmm. And I joke with people. I said, God had a sense of humor. I'm still here doing this. And I see myself at least 10, 15 years more. Do I want to quit? No. People say, you want to retire? I go, yes. But I want to retire from the stress of trying to do so much. I want to be able to say, oh, dog. I want to say, this is my destiny. And this is what's important. Um, various strange forces have been put forward. Australian biologist Paul Kremener proposed that coincidences arise from a basic physical force called serility. Serial with I-T-Y on it. S-E-R-I-A-L-I-T-Y. Why am I bringing this up? Well, like attracts like. This brings together situations where a common benefit can happen to the one consciously aware of those actions. Should I say that again? Like attracts like. And this brings together situations where a common benefit can happen to the one consciously aware of their actions. <laughs> Tell me, when I was typing this up, I was trying to get it clear so you would understand. I was typing, I'm going to type that paragraph three, four times. <laughs> your energy will pull to you the people who will hear your call, your energy field, and your vibration to help you mark in time that anchor, creating the path of the reason for you choosing this life you're now living. Should I say it one more time? Let me tell you, I wrote this one two or three times too. Your energy, like attracts life, remember this, how you vibrate will attract to you those who do also for your common goal of creating the anchor for the reason you picked this life and that outcome. I word it a little differently, I just made it up. So hopefully you can go back and write this down if you do a you know, go back and listen to a caption or whatever you want to do. <clears throat> One of my dear friends I met, she died in 2000, February 2001. Donna Vesca said to me, I had just gone through a relationship issue, like women do. You know, it was after my divorce. I didn't know how to date. And, and I said, I wish I had made that decision. If I know it was that bad, I wouldn't have done it. And she looked at me and she said, the anxiety of the choices that you are making are to the end result that I can already see. Took me a long time, hurt my brain. Is your brain hurting? Yes, yes. And so there's a lot of things going on, and a lot of it is who you are as a person. What is your personal goals? Conscious, unconscious, we don't always know. How you live your life. Yes, you can be depressed, you can be happy, you can be excited. Sometimes it doesn't matter because I went through a lot of depression with the cancer. Went right into divorce six months later. I was working in a telephone company. I was a supervisor. I was traveling all over the state, northern state area where I had my five offices. It was satisfying, but not because I thought, why am I doing this? Who am I as a human being? What is happening? I had cancer. I've gone through the divorce. I'm working here, driving around to offices. Yay. And then unions, layoffs, you know, people get upset because they're going to lose their jobs. It's terrible, terrible. Right. And I started asking the universe. I said, there must be something 
that I can do that will satisfy my soul's challenges, my soul's goals. And one day, a year and a half after cancer surgery, I was coming home. It was my birthday, April 30th, 1990. I said to God, I was in a car, a little car, Toyota Corolla. And was it the Volkswagen? Oops, have to think that. Um, and I said to the universe, thank you for my life and my sanity, because I almost thought I lost my mind. If you want to work for you the rest of my life, it was a very innocent prayer. But guess what? An anchor. Because the universe waited for me to admit that I needed to have a new path. And when I tell people about this, and people say, Nancy, we know it's you because true because it's so it's you and the inside of the car went blah, 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 like this i went uh -huh. <laughs> it wasn't the pavement anybody because my first thought was what was that and the next that i thought is someone heard me five days later i was directed to go spirit of grace the first day for the rest of my life may 4th 1990 33 years ago big anchor was my pledge Remember, I said the cancer was one anchor. Father right. was one anchor. Can't, and my pledge, my commitment was another anchor. So many of you have said to me, what's my purpose? One? And I'm going to address that. Your path that I travel to see the markers or the anchors, situations to create the purpose you chose to have this life. Remember, I enter time and all I see is the bubble. But leading up to that energy field, whether it's positive, wow, wow. Or, ooh, ooh. Remember, cancer was a woo-woo, but it was very heavy on my path. Cancer was, and divorce was very heavy. Getting this was enlightenment. Wow. How is this possible? Here's another situation. I had a lady come to me years back. So if you're listening, call me back. She was on 50, 55. And she said to me, why did I choose this life? I had to look at her timeline to see the anchors. So I had to go backwards starting from here. I just backed up and I backed up very far into her childhood, her large, meaningful energy field, marking an important event in her life. Remember, I'm looking on the thread called anchors and all I was looking for that. Um, I came forward and stopped several more times to tell to get approximately what age she was when I was shown these markers. All the markers were connected to a younger brother versus birth, teenage years, young adulthood, his gains and losses that, and disappointments that she had to help him figure out. I had such an impression that before her brother's birth, they talked before her birth, um, and then her brother was a few years younger. They talked, and the brother might have said, because I wasn't there, I need, to you, I need you to be my witness for my success or failures in this future life together. I need to attempt to better myself in the life I just left. So clearly I had the sense that in the life that he left, it was so horrible. It was so awful, emotionally, physically drained, whatever was wrong, he needed a support system to witness his success in the next life. I can't tell you what it was. I don't know, but the sense I got was a very hard life. And she said, as suddenly and got very emotional. Oh, that makes perfect sense. As I'm so connected to him and have acted as his parent and guardian and confident his entire life. Remember, she's in her 50s. Then he was only a couple of years younger, so he might have been in his early 50s. She was completely at ease. And now, though she had children, 
and a husband, the experience with the brother came first. And she agreed it was. The children agreed to be part of this parenting situation and were connected to other people, not just her. And I can speak to that. I do believe my children came through us for what we were able to give them biologically. But they are they are stars all their own. They don't need us. Both my kids. Um, she was her brother's anchor. Understand that how that worked? So the anchor could even be somebody. And I imagine if I said to you as the audience, think about your life. Are you the anchor for somebody? Have you been an anchor for somebody? They're, you're not taking their free will. You're not choosing things for them, but you're giving them support so they have a better way to create their own anchors. But initially, you were theirs. The end result of your anxiety is an anchor. We have a few or many to the end result why you chose this life in the first place. It's not necessarily just one anchor. It's a continuation. For this boy, this young man that came in after her, she was the anchor so that he would be solid enough to make the next choice in his lifetime. Okay. It's every, I, I did it. <laughs> Just short of an you hour. did. <laughs> you did. I hope, that, I hope I didn't hurt everybody's brain explaining that. <laughs> we've got what, 10 minutes? We've got almost 10 minutes to spare. Okay. How about um, in the chat room, was there any questions? Oh, here, Michelle Lee. I have had a lot of anchors, but they were more segues rather than leading anywhere, but they were impactful. Absolutely. Um, the Winston Churchill story gave me chills. Absolutely. Um, I, I wrote down one, but I didn't say it, and I'll say it really quick here. Um, uh, Otto Hitler was saved as a young man. In fact, Doctor Who, I'm a Whovian, everybody. <laughs> I started watching Doctor Who in 84, 85 when it came to the States. Um, they did a segment of a, um, of a rescue that Doctor Who was going to do. And he gets out of his ship and he walks on a field with a lot of um, strange looking things coming out of the ground. I think they were hands or something. And there was a boy on the other side needing rescuing. And he rescued that boy and he asked him what the name was. And the boy ended up being, as a man, his nemesis, the bad guy. And Char, what was that guy's name, the, his nemesis? Anyway, he was... I'm not, I'm not uh, a Doctor Who folk. Okay, so you Hulians would know who I'm no, talking about. Yeah, so there's actually a story, and I wrote it down, but I haven't been able to research it. Anybody in here can do it and let me know. Adolf Hitler uh, had an incident where he needed to be helped. I don't know if it was an injury or it was a... Um, World War One uh, thing, and someone rescued him, and it was a Jewish man. And I I found that story, and this man came up in his life, Hitler's life, and Hitler protected him. So be curious, and may find that um, that storyline. In fact, Hitler's uh, one of his parents was Jewish, or the ancestors. So um, I'm not bringing him up as wow, look at me, saved him. But I do find that the coincidence, even to save his life. Uh, kind of surprised me. Um, anyway, that's that. So, um, I'm hello everybody in here. I've let's see any other things in here. Uh, well, I'm glad you came tonight. I hope I didn't hurt your brain. All right, Char. Anything else we can finish well, up? Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of a snowball effect. I mean, there's coincidence, and then there's the coincidence that 
the, 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 the coincidences that keep happening. And that's that's where I look at synchronicity because I mean you you know like you say a one off thing could be you know could be a coincidence, but when these mm -hmm. things like start you know snowballing in order, my whole life is a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, but they're not all anchors. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just recently went went through that. You know, just a week or so ago, guys, I forgot to tell you, uh, check out Doctor Linda. Let me sit up here. Oh, Doctor Linda Salvin. Yeah, Salvin's page. Because I did a uh, interview with her on Thursday, and it was an interesting interview. It was a fun interview. What we were talking about, uh, not so much the dangers, but the health things that happen when you do this kind of work, the kind of toll it can take on you. So we had that conversation. And for those of you that don't know, Amy Bruni, yes, Ghost Hunters Amy Bruni and the new show, which I watch occasionally, she had me on for a pod, uh, for her podcast. And we were talking about the Carey House Hotel in Placerville. So that has now been released. So, you know, head over to Apple Music or wherever you need to head, head over or even Google it. Haunted Roads with Amy Bruni. And you'll find it over there. So I'm real excited about that. So I have two interviews out this week that I did. So fun, oh, fun, Michelle fun, fun, wants fun. to know what the coincidences. Um, we both have coincidences, but I wanted to share with Michelle quickly. Okay. We Sharon and I talk about all these coincidences and we have other conversations but they don't always lead immediately to the anchor right. or an anchor in your life, but they all together do, which is mm -hmm. amazing. And if you pay attention, oh, am I going to, I wonder what kind of coincidence I'm going to have or synchronous things going to happen. Right. When you start paying attention to that and you're, and I call it being a consciously awakened, then you're going to notice them a lot. And it's absolutely dumbfounding the stories I'm hearing and what happens even in my own life, even yeah. in the family. Duh. <laughs> I can't remember the ones I had. I think it was like two weeks ago before I got sick. This cold, and I'm warning you ahead of time, it messes up here. Yeah. yeah. Makes, makes you foggy. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to hope that with this tightness, I'm right here. <laughs> you know, it comes and goes. It's winter time, everybody. And these stories are uh, dumbfounding. Um, they are dumbfounding. My, next week's topic will be at the moment of death, what do people experience? Oh, there you Charlotte. go. Sean, that's, that's our talk. next one. As that's we enter February, I will address dating issues. Yes, yes. The so moment of death. Exciting. What do people experience? That's cool. So it's gonna be it's gonna get fun here. I mean, so much is gonna be going on with the show. I'm gonna be out doing live, you know, live broadcast from different places. Uh, there's a place in there's a place in Folsom that uh, utilizes fish. You know, I forget what it's called out there. Trying to get with them what? to go cover that. And we also have a, that big dinosaur event is coming to Sacramento within the next couple of weeks. Trying to find a PR person for that so I can go live there. I don't want you to tell them what that is because the people in Connecticut won't. And know I can't remember talking. what the hell it is. <laughs> but well, it comes just, around, I think, once a year. I think my family. Yeah, once a year it comes around. Yeah. Comes yeah. around. And what they do is they set up dinosaurs and they're mobile and they make noise yes. and they move their heads. And you yes. have a walkway path from each dinosaur exhibit to another and some the Rex is really really big and there's lots of like just like christmas time i've never seen the right. pictures my great great granddaughters and they're five and seven oh it's very exciting and i think char said she was going to get the camera and go out and give us a tour yeah. just like christmas time and yeah. um and yeah they also have area for kids to dig for, for dinosaur bones <laughs> so it's kind I of don't remember anybody saying that but that's cool that's a fun little round thing so so I, I will be doing or trying to get in there. I got to find out who the PR people are on that to see if I can get you know, make arrangements for that to 
go live. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there's stuff like that coming up. There's going into the other studio and doing stuff. I mean, I got Christmas presents that I can work with for the next six months, like the Light Bright. You know, I got that going on. Lego, I got I got two uh, two Lego Advent calendars that I can play around with. Oh, I, I love this. I like keeping busy, Char. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, I got I got that. You know, a few Legos I can put together. There's all kinds of stuff, and um, I'm trying to figure out now. I was, I was going to get rid of my gingerbread houses, but I decided Please. I don't want to do that. I know there's something you can spray on them to preserve them. Oh, and I don't know what it is. But what makes it nice is even now they're back in my other studio. When I walk in there, it smells Christmassy. I'm smelling gingerbread <laughs> when I walk in there, so it's, it's really cool. So I'm gonna, so there's going to be stuff going on like that. So essentially, I'm taking the show on the road. Um, you know, I'm going to do I'm going to do those expanded things after show shows over there in the other room. And um, there's just so much on oh, my book. I started uh, writing my book. So I restarted my blog up. And Nancy had the greatest idea a year or so ago about the blog and using Let's... parts of the blog to write the book to make it easier. And oh, it yeah. Is a lot easier. Yeah. So I started my blog up again and I'll be getting you guys at, you know, a web address for the blog. So it's going to get busy. It's going to be a busy year and I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're gaining more subscribers every day and I'm excited, you know, and hopefully we can get this thing really going. And yeah, but then I got sick and that just messed up everything. It slows down when and, we get too busy. There is a website that I know of. It may or may not be still going on, but it's called blog mm-hmm. I'd like to know if that's still going. I think that's one I mentioned to Char. Yeah, Everybody, yeah. make sure you give us a thumbs up if you'd like to show tonight. Yeah. And uh, do me a favor and, and give me some love and go to my site, Nancy Met Psychic on YouTube, and sign up because I'll be doing shows also, clips, not shows like my I do, Char, pretty soon. So All right, Char. Sunday, I will be back to read the Scary Christmas book. And then Monday, uh, we are scheduled for Susan Allen, who is an animal psychic. So she'll be coming on Monday with us, and that will be our first interview show of the year. You know, you know, you know like outside interview, outside of what we're doing here for the year. So I'm real excited about that and get that, get that ball rolling. And then hopefully I'll be back in my contacts so I can start doing other stuff as well. So yeah, I'm just giving it a little more time. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. If you guys are into meditation, if any of you are into meditation, I do a guided meditation three times a week. And it's always after the show. It's like around 745, but you come on the stream yard and then we'll do a private guide. You know, guided meditation i've got a couple people involved in that 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 do it which is where i'm headed tonight after the show so if that's something you're interested in go to the california hunts meetup page because there's event listed for that and it's just a way to just sit down and kind of wind down for the evening you know doing meditations so yeah okay well i'm going to shut up because at least i feel better now the pill finally kicked in you sound better yeah, finally. Thank you, back. Michelle, for the thumbs up. You're so sweet. Thanks, Michelle. You guys rock. <laughs> who else gave us thumbs up? Let's thumbs up today. Let's see who we got. Let's do some thanking. Marisa Haynes. If only I could read, right? Let's see. Okay. Oh, Marissa. I'll say it is Marissa. Hold on, dear. And she like she's her? the one that like the Winston Churchill story. I love that too. Oh, show. Linda's with us. So we've got Marisa Haynes, my sister. Just popped in. Debbie fights. Linda Salvin. I can't hear you, Shar. Who? Who's your sister? Debbie Fights. My sister is in there. Marisa Haynes is in there. Linda, Dr. Linda oh, Salvin. I, see. I can't Thank see you. That. And uh, we got, hang on, they're still going. Oh, that's horrible. We're blind. Cheryl Perez, who used to be a team member. She's in Nevada. Oh, you're in And Karen Facebook. Clark. 
So here we go. Yeah. Okay. So thank you everybody for the likes. Linda, thank you, Dr. Dr. Linda. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. So yeah, so check out find find the interview I did with Linda Salvin. It was an interesting interview. And uh that, that'll be on her show. So just check out her page on Facebook, Dr. Linda Salvin, and you'll find it there. And then again, um, I was on with, with with Amy Bruni, and so just Google that Amy Bruni Haunted Roads. Now I have to go Maybe. take a nap after I teach my class, so I can go go do some loopy. Do what? I'm gonna take a nap after I teach my class. And then doing what? And then I'll just work you on this stuff. But oh, okay, because you said something and I couldn't hear you. If I can't I'm hear you, the audience cannot. Yeah, I'm I'm loopy as heck right now, you guys. Honest medication just slammed me. All right, well, it's been real, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday when I do the uh, the, the scary book read, and uh, we'll get that going. And then Monday, again, we'll have an animal psychic on. So uh, thank you, and here's Nancy's contact information, and away we go. Michelle, StreamYard is her platform for the show here. NancyMats.com. The N, the M, and the C are low. NancyMatsAuthor.com. The N, the M, and the A. Are capitalized at youtube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. Nancy Matt Psychic, all those are all those first initials are capitalized. Help get me out of this funk. Nancy's written some books. Two worlds developing your psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon. And I was also Googling while you were talking because. You got me going with that word shack. I was trying to figure out what that meant exactly, and I can't find anything on the unit at all with the word shack. Yeah. It's got Gaelic. Remember, it goes back it. probably 50, yeah. 75 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've maybe never it's heard just, that, seen that word. Maybe it's just too old a thing, you know, to deal Well, Shar and I are getting into reading really old books. I'm going to read some also that my grandmother, I inherited from her, and they go back, oh my goodness, New Thought, Mr. Fillmore. And we're talking 1912-15, and some of them wonderful. Unfortunately, Shar and I are tripping over some of the old words because we've never heard them before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, yep. oh, my. And I will start that as soon as I'm really clear about my voice. Uh, thank you, you both so much. Have a great evening. Glad you are getting better. That was very nice, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Michelle. We're working <laughs> on it. We're working on it. Okay, well, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show. Share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to get the word out. Again, if you haven't done so, please go over to our YouTube site and subscribe. Or if you haven't started to follow on Facebook, please be sure to follow us on Facebook. I uh, really appreciate it. And I will see you guys Sunday evening with the Scary Christmas Book. Have a good one.